Chiefs just, you know, they could score so quick. And that's why we saw, we saw it against the Texans there, you know, down 24, they score, I think, I think they scored five touchdowns in under two minutes and 30 seconds or something crazy like that. And so, and that's what they did yesterday. You know, Mahomes just can extend plays and things that you just, you can't draw, you can't draw it on a clipboard. That just was the summary of what he is in the NFL, you know, just makes things happen. The NFL and Fox, and they wanted to see the Chiefs win that game. And they wanted to, they, you know, they wanted to see Kansas City, the new, the new NFL, you can say, versus the Tennessee Titans, the old NFL. So it was a, it was a clash of uh, two ages and the Chiefs came out on top. And I think Mahomes is just like, He's unreal. I think they definitely have the potential to make a big jump next season. I think last year they would have won a lot more in 22 games if the roster hadn't been decimated by injuries. I think that they should definitely be able to boost their win total at least into the mid-30s to the point where when you get into March and April, they're playing meaningful games with hopefully at least having a possibility of competing for one of those last playoff spots in the East. That is definitely a huge way to begin the tournament. And Coach Johnson and them were saying during the press conference a couple of days before the tournament that, you know, they want to beat these teams, especially U of I, and being the 14th best team in the nation in Illinois State, kind of facing that adversity, being a major school in the Missouri Valley, showing the NCAA committee that they can compete with some of the top 25 teams in the nation. I think he's playing it smart. I think you will see... Some more signings as the the weeks, months go on. That's how I think about Rakan's uh, performance so far. Patience, patience, patience. And I think he knows what he's doing. And sooner or later, you'll see the fruits of his labor and think, wow, okay, he did know what he was doing. I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. You know, you got to get them ready. But they got to be able to handle the pressure. Um, they've got to be able to play through adversity. Now, only a five-time champion. He's also Finals MVP twice. He was named Most Valuable Player in 2008. There's more to it with Kobe Bryant. It's his will to win, his attitude, demeanor, the way he led himself not only on the court but off of the court. He changed the complexion of basketball forever. And I know he modeled his game off of Michael Jordan. However, his shot, his Kobe phrase, which is so embedded in today's basketball culture, will carry on forever. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, everyone. It's Luke Stockmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 45th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrell here with you this evening on February 5th, 2020, welcoming listeners to the 45th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we are recapping Super Bowl 54 and getting you ready for the NFL offseason that is currently taking place. So first, we at Will's 5th Quarter Special want to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs on their first Super Bowl title win in 50 years. It's a very big step, and well-respected coach in the NFL, their head coach currently, Andy Reid, finally won his first ring and uh, Super Bowl victory in his coaching career. So uh, congrats to 
Andy Reid as well. And also congrats to the opponent team that did not win but still had a very good season, the San Francisco 49ers. So both teams played really good, but as they always say, you can only have one winner. So again, we at Will's Fifth Quarter Special first want to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs on their Super Bowl victory this year. So if you guys haven't seen it, we have a new blog connected to Will's Fifth Quarter Special. It's called Will's Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. You can find it on our website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com, and it gives my take on, uh, in a recap way, of the Super Bowl 54, and gives a good take on how both teams did. Not just the winning team in the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, how certain players on the 49ers did, how we thought some of the players on the Chiefs did, and kind of what sets the tone for in the rest of the NFL. Because, you know, a lot of teams, when they see a Super Bowl team win in the offseason, they'll try and build. If they're rebuilding, like that team. But also, maybe it'll give them ideas on what they can do to improve their team the way that team was built to win in their own way. And I think that's what's exciting about football. But just, if you haven't checked it out, go check out our uh, blog post. We're always looking for suggestions on future ideas. You know, I have some plans in the works, but you guys are the listeners, so I want your voices to be heard. So head to our contact page on willsfifthquarterspecial.com or leave a comment on our blog posts with some ideas you have for good blog posts that you would like to see. So we have a guest appearance that's been on the show before. He is well-respected in uh, the NFL, broadcasting and reporting as a whole. He works for the NFL Network as an analyst and a reporter and has a good perspective on the Super Bowl. And we're going to talk to Marcus Grant about just a recap of the Super Bowl and what he thinks it could bring to this now NFL offseason, what trends we can maybe see. Uh, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers. A lot of key players on the offensive line will be available for teams like the Chicago Bears and other teams that need to improve their offensive line to protect their quarterbacks. A lot of wide receivers, as well as defensive ends such as Davian Clowney and a lot of other linebackers as well as safeties. A lot, of di- a lot of good variety on this NFL free agency class. And the draft's just in a few months, but it's always good to think ahead so we're gonna have marcus kind of set a premiere for us on what we could see in this upcoming current nfl offseason so here is the interview with marcus grant so marcus grant welcome back to Will's fifth quarter special a lot of excitement in year 100 of the national football league and now it's the offseason so first how you been doing man i'm sure they've been keeping you busy with how great this season was yeah, you know, it, it was a kind of a wild end of the season. Uh, now's the time of year where things slow down a little bit. Uh, it never completely stops because the NFL is a, a year-round business. But uh, we kind of get ready for draft season a little bit and start looking ahead to 2020. Yeah, and before we get into what's coming up, we obviously have to talk about the exciting Super Bowl. I mean, from my side, that was probably the best Super Bowl we've seen in the last few years. I mean, we've seen the Patriots. Now, granted, they do have a lot of talent, but – what were your thoughts of finally seeing a different team or two like the Chiefs and the Niners in Super Bowl 54? Uh, it was refreshing, I think. You know, and look, that's no knock on the Patriots and what they've accomplished over the last two decades. But uh, I think a lot of people, I think most of America outside of probably the, the Massachusetts area, uh, I think they were ready to see something different, to see some different teams in there. So I think we got that. Now the, the question is, is this the future or are these two teams kind of the what's next or are we still trying to find the next team to be dominant? That remains to be seen, but I think it was just, it was just nice to see some different faces in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I know that's one thing I've talked about on my show with my listeners a lot is expecting the unexpected, I think, and that's what we saw in this Super Bowl. You know, you take a team like the 49ers, you know, and they're hearing reports about the Kansas City Chiefs being a fair shot for the Super Bowl. 
obviously before it started. And Garoppolo played a pretty good game. You know, they use I like how Kyle Shanahan uses his running game, especially his fullback. Um, what did you think of that? Like how they use their offensive attack, but also their young defense uh, energy against the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think you know everybody talked about their defense all season long, understandably because it was one of the top defenses in the league. But I think it's sort of overshadowed at some time what they were doing on offense and credit Kyle Shanahan for being very creative most of the year in, in terms of how he used his pieces. Uh, the fact that in an era in the NFL that we are now where the passing game obviously dominates the fact that the Niners could be so effective running the football, uh, you know, and, and look, they did it with a lot of interesting concepts, a lot of ways of kind of moving pieces around, but you mentioned they use a fullback, which you don't see quite as often across the league anymore. And even though, Kyle Juszczyk might not be a household name. Uh, you throw him in, you throw George Kittle in as a blocker, uh, and a lot of what they did helped the you know, look, people say you can't really run the football effectively to win, but if you're going to lead with it, be very good at it. And really, for the most part this year, the Niners were very good at running the football. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think a team I think of as well that runs the football right there in the Chiefs' backyard was the Baltimore Ravens, who did it pretty well this year as well. I think it's a trend that, you know, I was talking to people during the game, it, it almost brings back the heyday of the National Football League. Like, I thought of, you know, I'm a Bears fan, so I definitely thought of the days of George Hallis and hearing about Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers, just to kind of compare it to that a little bit, like a little throwback. Uh, it's kind of cool to see those intangibles still in – you know, and I know you talked about it on Twitter. We have to reiterate to that a little bit. Uh, the tight ends are very well used on both of these teams that were in the Super Bowl. So kind of give us, when you're watching the game yourself, Marcus, how did you feel both George Kittle and, you know, Travis Kelsey maybe set a standard for the league and maybe how tight ends are continued to uh, be used now against, you know, with quarterbacks and, uh, you know, offensive schemes? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think you're talking about two guys who are, you know, well, however you rank them, they are the top two tight ends in the game right now. But I think what makes them special is the fact that they can be effective both as runners and as blockers. I think what's different now is that we've gotten to an era of specialization in the league. I mean, you see it with you know, running backs, for instance, how a team will use two or three different running backs at a time, depending on the situation. And now you're starting to see teams sort of do that with tight ends where you have your blocking, your inline tight end, so to speak, and you have your, your quote unquote move tight ends. Those guys who can get out and run a pattern who can catch a pass and be offensive weapons. Well, what has made Kelsey and especially Kittle so dangerous and so special is that, they can do both. They never have to come off the field because they can be effective regardless of the situation, regardless of what the play call is. And so I think teams would love to have that. I think finding that is really what's going to be difficult because not only is it, do you see it in the NFL, you see it in, in, in pro football because it's what's happening in college football where teams are starting to use their tight ends a little bit differently. And so you know, finding that guy who can sort of be a jack of all trades, I think is getting a little bit more difficult. Yeah, and I, I, I got to obviously ask you, you were watching the game just like I was. Let's go into the bit of it. What did you think of the way Super Bowl 54 unfolded to the end result where the Chiefs, uh, credit to them, got their first Super Bowl in 50 years? And it's good to see Andy Reid finally get the ring he deserved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy who obviously is well-respected, who's had a long, uh, successful career up until this point, and that the one thing he was missing before Sunday was that Super Bowl win. So now he's got it. I think 
you know, if, if he wasn't already in the, the Hall of Fame as a coach, I think this kind of gets him well on his way to, to getting that there. So uh, congratulations to them. Congratulations to Pat Mahomes, who is incredibly fun to watch. And I think is going to be the future uh, of the quarterback position. He and Lamar Jackson sort of going to be the future of, of the quarterback position at this league, hopefully for a number of years to come. So congrats to them on that. I think, you know, if you are the 49ers, you sort of look at it as a huge missed opportunity uh, that you went into the fourth quarter with a double digit lead and you couldn't hold it. And, and I think, you know, there's, I think if there's fault, it, it's kind of all around defensively, they had some big breakdowns, you know, the, the long pass to Tyreek Hill, maybe the most glaring one, but some big breakdowns defensively. The fact that offensively they just could not sustain drives late in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo has sort of been criticized for having a poor fourth quarter there, but also Kyle Shanahan sort of abandoning what they did effectively in the first half. You didn't see a lot of Debo Samuel. It felt like they didn't really lean on the run, even though it was effective uh, like like it was in the first half and even earlier uh, in the second half. So I think the Niners will look at that as a sort of a missed opportunity, but I think at the end, if you had told 49er fans back in August, look, after coming off a 4-12 and season, that you would go into the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl with a 10-point a lead, uh, I think even the most diehard 49er fans would have called you delusional. So while it, while it stings a little bit, I'm sure, uh, I think there are some positives to take away from what happened for them. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And obviously something I like to do, I'm sure you can agree, it's exciting right after the Super Bowl, you know, watching the post game obviously is also fun, you know, for fans to watch whatever team wins. The off season starts right after, you know, you always think what's going to come next morning, you know, what what's going to come in the next few months. And we got to get into that a little bit with you because I know there's a lot of free agents out there. Tom Brady's the name if he doesn't go back to New England. You know, a lot of offensive linemen, receivers like Emmanuel Sanders, defensive players like Jadavian Clowney. So, Marcus, if you can kind of give me an idea in your opinion right now, Obviously, the offseason just started a few days ago from Sunday. Do you maybe see some teams that, you know, didn't get into the playoffs that, you know, or teams in general that you're seeing right now, in your opinion, looking at free agents that could really move up the ranks in the league uh, for the next year or so? Yeah, I mean, I think it's starting to happen right now. You know, I, it's interesting because the, the quarterback position has a lot of really big veteran names out there but I'd be surprised if, if many of them make big moves. I mean, Drew Brees says if he comes back for another year, he's pretty much coming back to the Saints. Tom Brady is kind of the name everybody is watching. And, and this is just my personal feeling with no inside information at all. I, I just have this feeling that he's going to stay in New England. I just I can't imagine Bob Kraft letting him go. Um, but I think what, you know, we're, we're going to be interested to see what happens with a lot of these running backs. Now, Derrick Henry is, is potentially a free agent looking for a big contract, but we know the way the league is now, they don't spend a lot of money on running backs. It's going to be hard maybe for him to find the sort of numbers he's looking for when we've seen, you know, guys like Melvin Gordon have to sit out. We've seen Ezekiel Elliott sort of have to fight, uh, to get what he wanted recently. So I, I think that's going to be interesting to watch, but Jaden Clown is an interesting one too, because, there are a lot of teams that could use a pass rush. I would be interested to see if the Seahawks try and, and keep him there because he was an impact player for him down the, for them down the stretch. So I think, I think you know, he's going to be a guy that, that people keep an eye on who could really make an impact for any team that's looking for some help off the edge. You know, I think one of those names that stands out to me has to be Clowney, a really good player, got injured his first year, but then has really kind of made it his own. You know, and he was with the Texans, and then, like you said, the Seattle Seahawks really helped that defense out a lot. But, Marcus, while I have you here, we're going to finish up with this last question. 
there's always one team that, you know, is really aggressive in an off season and we've seen in the past, you know, with the Cleveland Browns last year definitely being a name. You know, the Chicago Bears, for example, not too far from my backyard, need an O line player, some quarterback depth. Just some of those teams, for example, is there one team on your mind that can really be the X factor to have an effect on the whole offseason as a whole? I think the Raiders might be one of those teams there. Uh, you know, they, they have, you know, obviously with, with John Gruden there in firm control of what's happening, uh, he's going to have a lot of input, he and, and Mike Mayock, on what happens this offseason. But, you know, they've got kind of a young squad. I think they've got some money to go out and spend on top of it. They're moving to Las Vegas. This is their first year in a new city, and I think they're going to want to go make a splash just in general moving to a new city, but even more so moving to a place like Las Vegas, which very much is about glitz and glamour and showtime and really trying to make a big impression. So I really wouldn't be surprised if you see the Raiders be very aggressive in free agency. They have a number of draft picks uh, stocked up thanks to some trades, you know, trading away Amari Cooper, trading away Khalil Mack over the years. They've been able to kind of stockpile some picks. So I, I think that the Raiders might uh, be a team that really tries to make some big moves in this offseason. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Marcus, we want to first thank you for your time uh, with Will Fitcourt, especially your second appearance, and hopefully uh, not the last one. We enjoy having you here on the show, and we wish you, you and your team over at the NFL Network continued success moving forward. You guys do a great job over there. I appreciate it. Well, same to you. Same to you and uh, your operation there. That was some good insight from NFL Network reporter Marcus Grant. And it just goes to show, guys, you know, like I talked about in the uh, latest blog post on com for our connected blog, Will's Fifth Quarter Sports Talk, I mentioned towards the end something very important. A term I've used on the show before, it might sound a little redundant, but it is very true to anything you can compare or talk about in sports. It's always good to expect the unexpected. You know, you never want to t- sell a team short just because of the record they had last year or their coach or the players they have or where they're from or how their history is. You know, that history shows that, that, you know, teams like the Kansas City Chiefs that rebuilt and won can rise to the occasion. doesn't matter their history if it took them 50 years to win and the Patriots won more multiple years. That doesn't matter, guys. You know, in an offseason, any team can get any player. You know, if they have the money the player's looking for, if they have the right fit that that player's looking for, the right coach, the right scheme, offense or defense, the right type of players he wants that person wants to play with, it's all those intangibles, guys. So, you know, it's going to be a really interesting offseason, I think. You know, there's a lot of good veteran quarterbacks out there. Tom Brady's going to have a big decision that's going to affect the rest of the quarterbacks, I think, that are available in free agency and in the draft as well, the way a team will target those quarterbacks and I think it's going to be a very exciting offseason for all NFL teams and all fans of these NFL teams to watch. So we'll keep you posted specifically a lot on the Bears offseason, but all big offseason topics as they move forward. Now heading into the final segment of the show, it's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie where they can compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast, Facebook, and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorites for a chance to have it read on future Will's fifth quarter specials. You can also check out why the segment is done and how it came to be about on our website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com under the page Will's sports movie moment. So my sports movie moment for this evening is going to be a little bit similar in terms of comebacks, I think is the key term. So it's movie Invincible. I actually just watched this the other night, uh, once again for a number of times. It's a really great movie. It's based on a true story, and it focuses, Mark Wahlberg plays Vince Papali. 
He's a 30-year-old bartender, and it's based in 1976 in uh, Philadelphia. So he's in, like, South Philly, bartends, substitute teaches, and it really emulates working hard, whatever time period it is. And especially in this time period, they're going through recessions, you know, economic troubles, and he's working, and his buddies are encouraging him, you know, to keep moving forward and just working hard. So he gets a chance to actually try out for his favorite football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a diehard Eagles fan his whole life. And it helps him and his buddies, you know, the people in Philadelphia, get through those troubles. You know, it was their sports. And that was the Eagles at that time for them as well. And, you know, the scene goes where he goes and tries out for the Eagles. And these coaches, Dick Vermeil was uh, a coach at UCLA, but then he was brought into the National Football League uh, to take over f- the head coaching position of the Eagles to try and encourage them, try and bring them back to their winning histor- historic ways. So the scene goes a little later in the movie. It's his first home game with the Eagles. Yeah, sorry, a little spoiler there, guys, for those that haven't seen the movie. Had to kind of make a bit of a spoiler. He does make the team. But it goes to the scene when they go to Philadelphia, their first home game of that season that he's on the Philadelphia Eagles. And they are basically coming back from a, a tough loss started in the game against the New York Giants. And, you know, Vince's love interest is a big Giants fan, so she's in the stands with all of his buddies and such, where he usually sat at the game in the nosebleeds. And it comes down to the final kickoff. You know, they got a punt. The running back was uh, caught on inches on fourth down. So he, they go and punt the ball, and Vince all of a sudden audibles the play. Check strong, check strong. Uh, you can hear him saying in the movie. And he, the coach, Dick Vermeil's like, what are you doing, Vince? You got to stick to the play. Then all of a sudden he runs quickly down the field right after they, uh, you know, snap the ball and the ball's punted out to the other side of the field to the other team, the Giants, to return. But Vince's audible really comes in handy as he pulls a very smart fumble on the other player, causes the other player to fumble on the Giants' side. Vince picks up the ball and runs it in for a touchdown. It's a very scenic part of the movie that compares to the Kansas City Chiefs, what they did in the Super Bowl. You know, not just what they did in the Super Bowl, actually, but what the Chiefs did against the Texans and against the Titans. Comebacks are a great thing in sports. It it shows, like I said earlier in this episode, expecting the unexpected. The Chiefs took that to heart. They knew they had a chance just as much as anybody, like the other team believed. And they used their hard work and work ethic to fight through the adversity in that game and come back. And they did so against the San Francisco 49ers, who were up 20-10 to 10 at the time, and then they came back and won a Super Bowl trophy at 31-20. to 20. So I think it really compares to that. You know, Vince, uh, his pedigree, his work ethic, and his courageousness, as well as Dick Vermeil, reminds me a lot a bit in a way of Andy Reid as a coach. You know, that tenacity, that positive you know, hardworking attitude inspiring his players. Hey, doesn't matter where you come. And this is a part of uh, where Dick Vermeil mentioned earlier in the training I'm going to mention briefly. Free agent, walk-on, draft player, doesn't matter where you come. You you bring me uh, hard work on this team, and that's what will make you uh, us a good team. You know, goes into that type of thing. So I see that in Andy Reid and him as a good comparison. Vince reminds me a lot of uh, some traits that Mahomes has. Tyree Kill, a lot of those players in the Chiefs have on that team, and I think it's a great comparison. So if you haven't seen the movie Invincible, it, go find it on Disney+. Plus. You can find it on Netflix. Go buy it anywhere, and it's a really great football movie, 
And I know a lot of people like the other football movies out there, and there are some good ones, but this is another good one. Go check out Invincible. That's my sports movie moment favorite. Comebacks is the big theme in this one. Uh, so, so that's my sports movie moment. That is all the time we have in episode 45 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we continue to keep you posted on all things Chicago Bears in the NFL offseason, the Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs as they head to spring training as pitchers and catchers are reporting, the Chicago Bulls post-trade deadline and the rest of their season before the All-Star game and things moving forward, and all things Illinois State Redbird Athletics with our Redbird Sports updates every other episode and other college sports as they continue to move forward. We want to thank Marcus Grant from the NFL Network for taking time to speak with us here on the 5th Quarter Sports Talk. Marcus, we appreciate your time and support of Will's 5th Quarter Special, and we wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. When the 4th Quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your 5th Quarter Sports Talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, along with NFL Network reporter Marcus Grant saying so long from Will's 5th Quarter Special. To continue to hear your 5th Quarter Sports Talk, you can check out all of Will's 5th Quarter Specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special.